Today we look at the tender mercy of our God. This beautiful song from Zechariah reminding us that what happens in Jesus is not simply an idea of God that is haphazardly carried out, but has woven through history. The year was 1986. I was 13 years old, and one of the ways that I encounter a sense of awe in God's presence is to lie down on the ground at night and look up through the through the leafless trees that sort of superimpose themselves against the night sky and look up at the stars. There are a few, few experiences to me that are holier than that. The other thing I love to do is to lie down on the ground when large snowflakes are falling. I suppose there will come a time when I can't hear the snowflakes fall anymore. But for now, I can still hear them, this, this holy sound. But loving the night sky, I was excited because in 1986, Halley's Comet was coming through. Now, those of you who who are literature nuts like I am will remember that Samuel Clemens, Mark Twain, was born in 1835. And he eventually said, as he neared the end of his life, I came in with Halley's Comet and I will go out with Halley's Comet. There are all of these testimonies through the years about how when it appeared in the sky, people began to see it as ominous. And so here I was, a 13-year-old who loved to look up into the night sky. And I remember reading the newspaper and it being said, oh, it's going to be a great one this time around. It may be the brightest that it's ever been, but the closer we got to the appearance of Halley's Comet, the more the news tried to downplay this. Well, perhaps it won't be all that bright after all. And by the time Halley's Comet appeared, appeared in quotation marks, oh, it came by all right. And you could see it if you got out in the backyard and set up a telescope and pointed it in the right place. It was a tiny smudge of light. Talk about underwhelming. It was underwhelming. Well, we made up for it several years later with the Hale-Bopp comet that nobody really saw coming, but that was one of the brightest events in the sky for, for many, many years and may, in fact, have been the comet that was most viewed by humanity. But Halley, we knew it was coming. We expected it. And, oh, we were, we were underwhelmed, to say the least. Zechariah's song, though, reminds us that the coming of Jesus was anticipated. The coming of Jesus was expected. We in the Christian church have a canon. We have Old Testament and New Testament, and I am constantly reminding people that, in fact, our Bible is composed of the Old Testament, the Jewish Scriptures, and the New Testament, the the Christian Scriptures, And you can't get very far in the New Testament without recognizing that everything in the New Testament looks back to God's promises in the Old Testament. Here the first verse of the New Testament. An account of the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. You can't get past the first verse of the New Testament without recognizing that what has happened in Jesus is, in fact, 
a continuation of what God has promised in Abraham, of what God has pledged to David. And so the coming of Jesus is nothing less than ancient hopes and dreams that are fulfilled. The coming of Jesus is this weaving through history of God's plan for humanity that sometime between 2100 B.C. and 1800 B.C., God had, God had revealed to Abraham sometime around 1000 B.C. that God had promised to David. Now, in fact, these promises are, are absolutely and very specifically referenced in Luke chapter 1. He has raised up a mighty Savior for us in the house of his servant David as he spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from of old. When Zechariah sings of what God is about to do, he goes back to this promise that was made to David. Now what exactly was the promise that was made to David? God says to David in 2 Samuel When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring after you who shall come forth from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Now, I waited a long time for Halley's Comet to come. When I was a little child, I read about it. It's coming again in in 1986. I couldn't wait for it to be visible outside so that I could lie down on the ground and and, and look at it. And then when it didn't show, I did the calculations And if you're an actuary, maybe I'll be around when it comes around again. Maybe. Maybe not. I'm an impatient person, though. I I remember when when Amazon Prime started with its two-day shipping. Oh, man, I'm going to order something today. i got to wait two days for it. Usually you want something, you go out to the, to the store and you, you buy it and you get it right then. But, but waiting two days? Well, listen, dear friends. Some of God's promises unfold not in minutes and hours and days or even in lifetimes. Some of God's promises unfold in history and in 1000 to 960 B.C., God is showing David that somehow, some way, his DNA, his offspring, his reign, his rule will continue perpetually. I will establish his kingdom forever. Well, Zechariah doesn't just sing about David. He, he, he sings about Abraham. Again, we go back to this promise of God in history. Thus, he has shown the mercy promised to our ancestors. He has remembered his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our ancestor Abraham to grant us that we, being rescued from our enemies, might serve him without fear 
Where is this? Well, this is Genesis chapter 12. At the very beginning of history that looks like history, as God calls to Abraham, who is not even called Abraham yet, he's still Abram, and the Lord says, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that the Lord will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you, and in the families, in, in, in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. God promises to David a reign that will never end, and God promises to Abraham that in him, in him, all of the families of the world will be blessed. So Zechariah sings, and Zechariah sings of an eternal reign through which all the people of the world find blessing. An eternal reign through which all of the people of the world find blessing. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. God is reaching out in love, in promise, to give hope to all of those of every continent, of every language. God is reaching out to the world through this moment that Zechariah sings of. And so our hope, our hope as a people who follow Jesus Christ is that we can have confident service to God in holiness and righteousness. Look again at, at what this, this promise looks like in Zechariah's song. It looks like a promise so that we being rescued from the hands of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness all our days. God is answering in Jesus of Nazareth. The questions and the problems posed throughout history. In history, humanity has been separated from God. In Jesus, this union and communion is restored. In history, the human family has departed from the family of God. In Jesus, God offers us once again the privilege of calling him our Father and feasting at his table. In history, men and women have treated one another with disrespect and have not seen the honor and dignity of those around them. But in Jesus, we are called to recognize the honor and dignity in every human being. In Jesus, we may serve God without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. This world is a world that 
in many ways, the metaphors of the Bible, as, as many as they are, capture in extraordinary ways. For, for example, the, the metaphor of darkness, we know what it's like. Some of you have even had accidents in the darkness as you've gotten up and run into the, to the door frame. And where'd that goose egg come from? I'm embarrassed to even say. A world in darkness is a world into which Jesus comes. Some of you, like me, have trouble sleeping periodically. I've had trouble sleeping since I was a child. I remember my mind just goes and goes and goes, and sometimes, sometimes I can get past it, but at other times I can't. Insomnia just steps in. Sometimes when I have insomnia, I'm like half asleep, half awake. I do dumb things. I purchase things on Amazon. A couple of weeks ago, I purchased a toupee. (laughs) It came in. It looks really interesting. (laughs) The kids can tell you. And silliness and foolishness, I knew even when I was ordering it, it would be silly and foolish. But when you, when you have insomnia and roll and toss and turn and think and count sheep until you're tired of counting sheep, you, you just can't wait until the morning comes. And when outside the window, you start to see the light of day, the day dawning. It's time to get up and to do something. It's time to get back to life as usual. I love the very last lines of Zechariah's song. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Dear Christian, I want you to hear this in your darkness in whatever night you have found yourself in, whether it's anxiety or whether it's fear, whether you don't feel exactly like you wish you did or you wish you felt like you did 20 years ago. Hear that in Zechariah's song comes the answer to the promise to Abraham that all the world will be blessed. In Zechariah's song comes the response to the promise to David that there is a kingdom that is not of this world but that lasts perpetually into eternity. Hear this promise that in the midst of darkness, of brokenness, of pain or shame. Jesus has come. And by the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high has broken upon us. It has given light to those of us who sit in darkness and the shadow of death. And he guides our feet into the way of peace. Dear Christians, Receive the light of the dawn, the dawn that brings the night to an end, the dawn that is Jesus, the Messiah, 
our King, and our salvation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray.